This is the Gemara Goes Green. I'm Dami Frank. Today I'll be learning how I wrote from Tani Daf Kafsai. Welcome back to the Gamarco's Green. Today we're going to be looking at Tani Daf Kafzain, which continues to discuss and expands upon the idea of the Mamadot, watching duties of the nation during communal sacrifice, and ends off with a discussion on how to split up the daily reading of the Torah corresponding to the days of creation. The first idea I'd like to discuss comes after a bright day, which essentially states that there were 24 watches or Mishmarot for the Kohanim, 24 of them being held in Yerushalayim, and 12 being held in Jericho. The Gemara then asks the obvious question, that 24 in Jerusalem and 12 in Jericho add up to 36, not 24, to which the Gemara answers that the Brita must be read as follows. Ella Rather, the Brita should be read um, as if there's 12 of which in Yericho, meaning there's 24 of them, tw- total 12 in Yericho and 12 in Yerushalayim. So when the time arrived for um, members of the of the of the mishmar to to go up to the temple, half of them would go from wherever they lived in Israel to Jerusalem um, to the temple, and half of them would go uh, would 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 ascend um, from Yericho. Um, not from all over the, the entire country, they would be previously in Yericho in order to provide water and food to, um, to their brothers, their, their fellow priests um, in Yerushalayim. Yericho was traditionally a pretty fertile area of the land, um, as it is known to have a good supply of dates amongst other fruits, and therefore they send 12 of the watches, half of them, to provide for others in Yerushalayim. One of the biggest issues in our modern world is food waste both because it further contributes to landfills, which cause air pollution and deforestation, among other negative environmental effects, and also because it is wasting, wasting pers- perfectly good food, which could be used to feed others who are in need. Just like back then, they put in half of their efforts of temple service into feeding people who needed it. We also must act in a similar manner. We must foremost eliminate any food waste which we produce making sure to cook what we can eat, and if we can't eat it, to possibly donate it to communal refrigerators, which are now becoming a trend in the States, or to soup kitchens to serve to those who are hungry. Additionally, we must support and invest into organizations which collect thrown out food from restaurants and supermarkets and redistribute the food to those in need. By putting in that effort, just like the Kohanim did through the Mishmarot, we will not only help feed those in need, but in our modern day and age, we will also simultaneously prevent further environmental destruction. The next line I'd like to discuss gives a similar message to the one I shared yesterday, and comes at the end of the passage of Gemara, which discusses the Mamadot, in the discussion regarding how the, Kohani, uh, how the Kohanic Mishmarot were divided during the era of Shibat Zion, during the era in which the Jews from Babylon returned to the land of Israel to establish a second temple era, but only a few of them returned. The Gemara says that there were only four Kohanic families who returned from Babylon, them being Yidiyah, Charim, Pishchor, and Amar. And then further describes how those four families, which arrived from Babel, were divided into 24 different Mishmar groups, 
with UDR having the first set of six, meaning there are four families times six groups would equal 24 different Mishmar groups, um, to, and so on and so forth. Yediyah to then Kharim to then Pishkor to then Imar, they would have their choice of when the Mishmar would happen. Um, then the Gemara says, and so the prophets amongst them actually decided, so even Yehoriv, um, Yehoyarib, um, who originally during the time of the first temple um, was the head, was the first person of the Mishmarit Allah, of the priestly watches, um, the second, that Yidaya, um, who is one of the families who, who did come to Israel, unlike Yehoyarib, who stayed in Babel, um, the second Yidaya, um, Yidaya, um, was became the um, first place of the of the priestly watches. You're not going to demote them from its place. So Yidia would retain precedence, and then Yehoyariv uh, would would come afterwards. The Gemara here says that all Kohanim living in Babel could not expect to receive the to receive the Mishmar they wanted if they did not return in time. Essentially, saying that one cannot expect expect to achieve success if they are not there for the process of building towards the success. They can't achieve to be first place, to have first priority, to achieve their goals, unless they're there, unless they're present. In our world, we cannot have people who expect their descendants to live in a crisis-free world if they don't make lifestyle choices to promote and lead towards the end of the climate crisis. They will simply never see the success, and as a result, nobody will, even those who are invested, unless they match their life to their long-term goals and embrace an environmental lifestyle and promote an end to the crisis. The last idea I'd like to discuss comes as the Gemara adds color to a conversation happening between God and Avraham at Brit ben covenant of the pieces, in which God guarantees Avraham's Abraham to have many descendants and that, and that uh, the, the land of Israel will be inhabited by them. Pasuk states, um, so Abraham essentially says to Hashem, how will I know that I shall inherit? Presumably talking about the land. Um, so the Gemara now expands on it. Amar Abraham, Ribono Shalom. So this is like the Gemara's like interpretation of what's actually going on in the conversation. Um, Abraham says, you know, master of the universe. So like, let's say that, that the Jews will sin for you. Will you do to them like you did to uh, the to the generation of the Mabul um, and and the generation of dispersion and essentially just destroy destroy them? Amar le love God says to him no. Amar lefanav ribon shalolam hodieni b'mayir shena. So essentially, God says, you know, t- tell me what, with what shall I inherit it? Like how can my how can my descendants ensure that you will maintain the world? Um, so God essentially says to take a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old goat, um, essentially all the all the korbanot um, that Abraham brings in the Benavitarim, but essentially saying that um, through korbanot, through offerings, um, the Jewish people will will merit will be zocheh, um, not to not to be destroyed and have their world destroyed as a result. The story continues. Amar so Abraham said before God, So this only works out if So what are they going to do when, when, what what's going to happen when Beit Hamikdash um, is not existent 
and they can't do avodah through sacrifice. So essentially he says, I have already um, enacted um, the, the order of the offerings, essentially saying that um, when they when they read the, Korba, the the Torah portions, I am essentially saying that that I'm essentially counting it as if they had brought Korbano. Um, and I therefore um, forgive them for, for all of the sins that they that they do before me. Um, so according to the dialogue, the main method of maintaining the existence of the world is to continue to serve God in whatever method is feasible at the time, whether that be giving sacrifices in the time of the temple or reading from the scriptures after the temple has already been destroyed. In order to prevent God from destroying our world, we must serve God, that being through sacrificing our resources and time for the betterment of God's creation and the world. The survival of humanity is dependent on our commitment to recognizing where both ourselves and the rest of the creations in our world come from, and to respect and invest our resources for their betterment. Tizkul mitzvot, and see you all tomorrow for Dav Kavchet.